It's time to step between the ropes. Try not to tap out. This is the Talking Into Submission Podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome into the Talking Into Submission Podcast. This is a very, very special episode. We're actually not in the studio like we normally are. We're actually out on retreat, kind of. Um, coming to you from Florida, hanging out with uh, with the family this week. So that means, actually, me and my brother are finally together for the first time in a long time. David, this is awesome to get a chance to actually do this in person. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to this. And it's always fun doing this. I had a lot of fun doing it last time. And, you know, I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun doing it this time as well. Yeah, so one thing we're going to talk about today is TNA turned 20 years old on Sunday with Slammiversary. Now, TNA holds a near and dear place in both of our hearts because that was like one of the main promotions that we got into besides WWE. Like it was our different outlet. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember our first encounter of it was we just kind of stumbled upon it one day. I think it, I think it was for a lot of people a different outlet because it was the really the only alternative you know to wb and all that no i mean it it was i mean that's that's the thing it was it was something different than everybody else was doing um we turned it on i think it was on fox sports net at the time which has changed 20 different times after that I but, can't even remember. Yeah, I mean, it just it was a crazy thing. We've seen some older guys that we kind of knew and some newer guys that were like, hey, who is that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, oh, it was wrestling. It was on for like an hour at like mm-hmm. four, four or five o'clock. Didn't have the best spot in the world. Um, kind of followed it a little bit, and then we kind of noticed it. I think they were on at like, what, 10 o'clock? I can't even remember what station either. It's about the same thing. And then as soon as they hit the deal with, with Spike and started coming on on, on yeah. prime time is really when they started getting into it, and that's really when we started following it really, really uh, religiously. Again, was was during that time, and just the the amount of talent that they had in that in that company at the time. I mean, you talk Samoa Joe, you talk AJ Styles. I mean, Sting came back, and then eventually Kurt Angle. I mean, just was unbelievable things to watch. And I know the first time you and I both seen. Petey Williams do a Canadian Destroyer. It was like, what yeah, is always, this? Um, it is always special to go back and watch those early pay-per-views, that real prime time period in TNA, when they were just. It really was the alternative, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the X division, and yeah. it was about and not weight what, limits. It was about no limits. Yeah, and that's really insane. Yeah, I mean some of the, some of the matches that you had come out of that. I mean Ultimate X. I mean yeah. Elevation X. I mean, and we could. I guess that's a good place to start. Is we'll talk about the X division itself. I mean, I've always I've always enjoyed for me for wrestling is watching the cruiserweights and light heavy like right you know light heavyweights and all that stuff. That's always been what has been enjoyed for me for wrestling, whether it was like the you know, cruiserweight division and um, and WCW with light. With the light heavyweight championship and all that stuff, and seeing all those guys, and you seeing the things that those guys could do, is really amazing. And I, you know, even today, that's still some of my favorite stuff to watch is, you know, the smaller guys just doing insane things. Well, and that's the thing. It was always you know cruiserweights, light heavyweights, and it was all about weight limits. Yeah. And the X Division came around and said, "We don't have weight limits. We have no limits." 
Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. It's more of the the Mexican style or the Lucha Libre style or, you know, the strong style from Japan. Like, that's the kind of stuff that really caught both of our eyes because we're like, what is this? You know what I mean? It's something different than we were used to of watching, you know, WWE all those years. But, I mean, and that's that's another thing that's crazy with wrestling is there's so many different styles of wrestling. And through all the world, they all their specialties, and you see it just come into a place like that, or really anywhere, and it's really something special. Well, I mean, that's that's another thing. That's a good segue into the World X Cup. Like, that was awesome. They had teams from all over. They had Team TNA. They had Team Mexico, Team Canada. Like, that was the one of the coolest things because everybody was represented, and they all came from different different countries, different places, and you got to see different wrestlers that you weren't used to seeing they even brought in the new japan guys times and times yeah. and you you didn't even, you didn't know who they were but you're like oh i really need to go find out about mm-hmm. this guy so yeah. i mean obviously it's not hard to to figure out who my favorite x division superstar was it was aj styles hands down i mean he's just he is a generational talent oh yeah absolutely i mean you're not gonna get an argument out of me yeah no it's just it's just you don't see you know, competitors come like him, you know, once in a generation. And even today, he's still going strong. Right. I mean, there's still a lot of them there that are still yeah. going strong. I mean, and just some of the stuff that he used to do, him and Daniels, him and Daniels together were fantastic, but him and Daniels against each other, some of the, I will put those up, some of the best matches I've ever seen. And Tim, the trios matches they had with, Joe in there too, and those were yeah, those were always insane. Yeah, and then that was our first look at Samoa Joe. Everybody, you know, everybody else kind of seen him from Ring of Honor or everywhere else, but that was our first look at him. Oh yeah, was this guy in split color uh, tights? Who is this? You know what I mean? He didn't he didn't he introduce himself to like challenge Kurt Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle introduced himself to. Samoa Joe, he had uh, that, That's what it was. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. That was one of the first nights when Kurt came over. He had butted him, <laughs> but that was <laughs> that was that was something to be seen. But yeah, I mean, just the the different things, and they could really carry the the division. I mean, those mm-hmm. guys alone, and then they moved up to the to the main card after being you know in the X division, kind of oh, lower. Yeah. You had you had so many guys who could just work with anyone and just put on phenomenal matches with you know, whoever they were in there with. Right. I mean, you look at, honestly, a lot of people don't realize that everybody's like, oh, we just found out that Xavier Woods could wrestle. Did you not watch TNA? Yeah, he was in there. <laughs> he was Consequences Creed. Yeah. Big Afro, um, American shorts on, like. And that's, this one thing is crazy with those things, is you see guys... And you follow their career. You mm-hmm. see them go through tons of promotions, tons of um, different attires, different phases in their career. And it's just insane. Like, I've been watching the same dude for 20 years, and he's been through 30 different promotions. Mm-hmm. You know? It's kind of insane. Well, that's what I said. I, I like the glorious with Bobby Roode, mm-hmm. but the it factor when he was in TNA, unbelievable. When he went into that singles role from one of our best tag teams, one of our favorite, yeah. Beer Money. I mean... <laughs> him and him and James Storm, or Cowboy James Storm, or something. 
And that's 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 another that's another thing with TNA. They had a strong tag team division. Oh, it was one of the best. I mean, oh, and then they they added Team 3D on top of that. Yeah, you with them, you had the uh, Motor, City, Motor City Machine Guns. You had guys like that. Yeah, I mean, and then eventually Daniels and Kazarian got together, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, I <laughs> there those two are characters among the, amongst themselves. But I mean, just the yeah, the tag team division was deep at that point too. The main card was deep. That's what I mean. Like if you go back and you look at those years from, I would say probably 06 to probably maybe thirteen. Mm-hmm. That is like the sweet spot. That is yep. one of the best times in in TNA. I mean, and honestly, Jeff Jarrett was still going strong in, in that point too. You know what I mean? He was coming in and out, but just one of those things that. What a company. I mean, they just celebrated 20 years, but they're definitely not where they once were. You know what I mean? No, they've definitely, like, kind of teared off. But I still feel like they put on a quality product. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some stuff from Slammiversary, and it didn't look bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one of those things. You you just got to get the talent back, and you got to go through. And it's a lot of things of everybody was like, oh, well, Drew McIntyre came back to WWE. Yes, after he had a run in TNA and became who he is. Yeah, no, I watched, I watched Drew McIntyre go through the independent scene right over in England right and places like Defiant Wrestling and stuff like that, and just seeing him go through there and him and him and Lashley were in TNA right and you see them now. It's you had insane. Killer Cross in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Which a lot of people don't know that. You know where his reign, his run came from. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's like, "Oh, I like the Hurt business." Where did the Hurt business kind of originate? Yeah, MVP and Bobby Lashley were in TNA together. Yep. Same, same gimmick, different name. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I mean, who well, could forget the broken, <laughs> broken Matt Hardy? <laughs> yeah, that's something I don't, I don't think could have worked in really any other company. Yeah, they tried to do it in WWE, they and it, tried, did, it didn't work. Well, they tried after the fact, but they right. wouldn't let it go to the extent that it went in TNA. Yeah. In TNA, it was, it was it was balls to the wall. It was everything. Yeah, I mean, that's just... And some of the, the pay-per-view names were different. Mm-hmm. The pay-per-views themselves were different. I mean, the fact that they were doing what they were doing in a six-sided ring was yeah. unbelievable. I mean... Six sides of steel. I mean, that was that was awesome. I mean, that's they. Yeah, that was. It really did different differentiate themselves mm-hmm. from other companies at the time, and I feel like it really hurt them when they went to four sides. You know. Yeah, and that's that's when Hogan came in and and they, they changed it to Impact and. Yeah, I just I don't know. They they had a good thing going, and then they tried to pretty much go out of it and if you sit and you watch the broken skull session with uh with jeff jarrett he says that he was just trying to be the alternative yeah like he wasn't trying to be number one he he said you know wwe is is number one they're always going to be number one we were just trying to be a strong alternative which honestly they were doing good at i mean they were making money hand over fist i mean they were doing good crowds they were doing good live events. Their pay-per-views were selling. Mm-hmm. Like they had good storylines. Honestly, one of the best storylines that I had that I loved was the Aces and Eights. 
Yeah. That is such a good, and it was towards the end of the, of the glory run. I think that was one of the best things was aces and eights. And then, you know, Styles kind of doing his own thing and then coming back and helping, you know, kind of doing that. But I just, it was, it was awesome. It was a great, you know, you didn't know who was going to go where. You didn't know who was going to switch, that kind of thing. And it was just, it was a fun time to, to look at wrestling and see it. It was just a company-wide story and just everyone was involved. Yeah, it really, it really was. And we'll talk about we talked about before was, you know, Bobby Roode's it factor. Mm. I mean, that was just unbelievable. And then the night that, you know, James storm, there was, he challenged angle for the world title. And there was literally like five minutes left in the show. And I was like, there is no way they're going to change hands. Boom. Changed hands. Last call, super kick. And it was over. And I was like, what did I just watch? It was, it was so unpredictable. They did a lot of things that, not normal wrestling companies did. Yeah. You know something crazy? James Storm actually wrestled in NXT for like one match. Yeah, he he did a couple weeks span, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is, you I, know, a little bit too late, but... I just thought that was kind of insane when you like when I was watching that. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's when they were doing this kind of surprise things for a little bit was they were coming out of nowhere with different people and you didn't know who was showing up and everything. But, I mean, like I said, TNA was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, one week we were watching it, and boom, DDP showed up. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, what in the world? <laughs> Who dusted him off and brought him out was the yeah. question. Uh, he just, you know, he just finished doing yoga. He's, you know. Yeah, he's, DDP, he's DDP yoga. I mean, he's he's good. But if you had to put somebody at the top of the singles division for TNA, who would it be? I think Joe. You think Joe? I think Samoa, I think Samoa Joe was just that that monster, that real like final boss guy that they had in the business. He was super talented for as big as he was. He was athletic. Yeah, that's what was a scary thing is he could move around the ring. Yeah, and and he could knock you out. Right. But yeah, he was just one of those guys who do anything. He worked great. He had great matches with Styles, Angles, uh, Daniels. Really, anyone. But he was like, he was that, like, final boss, I feel like, guy they had in their company. Yeah, they tried to do that at the main roster, but they failed miserably. He did good in NXT, but as far as the main roster went, he, he did not do that great. Um, yeah, the, the story of NXT to main roster. Yeah, whole, the, that's a whole different. That's topic. another show for another day. <laughs> but I just, it's one of those things that, like, yeah, I mean, he's. It's fantastic. I mean, I, I'm i going to go outside the box and, you know, I could say Styles, and it's probably going to be Styles, mm-hmm. but if there is a, you know, 1A and, and 2A, it's got to be Sting. Sting? I mean, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where he put himself out there, was supposed to be a one-off, and then the next time was supposed to be a one-off. You see, and he, then, was, he was what, like... He was tank. He was like a special guest that Jeff yes. Jarrett brought in, yes. like a tag team partner. Yep. Yeah, that's what yep. it was. Yeah, and then you know, and then that just went on from there. And then I, I think that you know he he definitely helped put that company on the map and and give it relevance. I mean, because I mean, if he's on the card, anybody's going to watch it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like now when he's with AEW, that he gave him relevance again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's that big of a talent. He's 
that big of a draw. Just yeah, I mean, he's... And you instantly have people that are going to want to watch that. Right, he's been around for years. He's done it multiple times. Multiple companies hold multiple championships. I mean, that's just... That's one of those things that, you know, he is he is that talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep thinking about the, the Scott Steiner <laughs> promo. There are as many good things to come out of TNA. There are uh, some more great. I can't admit that. You know, with every up, there's some downs. Right. There might be a 33 and 30% chance of doing it. <laughs> um, you know. That. But... <laughs> Thirty third and a third, 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 three third, third, third chance. Whatever it was, there was an inconceivable amount of that. And if anybody goes back and watches that that promo, everybody look at P.D. Williams' face because he is like, "What is going on?" Like, I can't. You, you really can't not like break character, crack up, you right? Because that's like, this is one of those absurd things. You human being could ever say yeah i mean i'm just like what is he saying that's one of the biggest things is trying to give scott steiner a live mic and they did it a couple times in dna and that just man that was one of that was one of those funny moments Mm. you know and then obviously the the jeff hardy incident that's that's a big blemish on the company yeah that um that's been talked about for years um he kind of cleared it up a little bit on Broken Skull Sessions, but, I mean, that's just one of those things still that, to this day, you go back and watch it, and you're like, oh, what is he doing? Yeah, like, what's just, going on? It's just real uncomfortable to watch. And, I mean, for Sting to even, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I don't know. And, and Bischoff to, to try to, to fix it and help it out, I I don't know. Just one of those things that, you know. You just have to make the best of a bad situation in that. Yeah, that was not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just that whole thing was just nuts and and a thing. But who do you think head and shoulders above everybody else? Who do you think carried the tag team division as a whole? There was different times where different teams carried the tag team division, but who do you think really like was like bam, there's TNA's tag team division? Tough one. Um, uh, Motor City Machine Guns come to mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Shelly and Saban. Mm-hmm. My goodness. I'd go back and watch their stuff. I was watching some of their stuff like New Japan. It's crazy. Yeah, they're insane. Oh, yeah. Honestly, for me to sit and say, I mean, like, obviously Team 3D was one of those, but... I really have to say America's Most Wanted. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Just, you want to talk about somebody that, a team that put that tag team division on the map. It was them. And to see them come back at, at Slammiversary on, on Sunday was just remarkable. It was great. It was great to see them both. Um, we'll see. I mean, hopefully they can do a couple matches here and there. They're both old as shit, but that's the... <laughs> That's I mean, a, it's wrestling. When does age ever stop someone? That's true. I mean, Ric Flair was still trying to get cleared for a match. Yeah. <sighs> uh, if, uh, if if one thing that has never stopped someone in wrestling is, is age. Yeah, absolutely. For better or for worse. You know. 
Well, and that's just, I hope that some of these guys, like, look at it and go, okay, this is a time we need to stop because it's not going to get any better. You know what I mean? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's just getting worse. So. No, I've, I forget who said it. Um, but they were like, the prime wrestlers is, really, it's like 35 to like 40. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that, like, that age range, but it's, like, when they do, like, the best work. Well, I think it's because they, so, in their earlier 20s, they're trying to do everything that they Mm -hmm. can do to try to get noticed, but then after that, they have the knowledge, they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like we've mentioned, Styles is one of them that he's, he knows, he's in his groove, he's in the prime of his career right now. Um He's maybe got maybe five, six years left on him. Oh, yeah, I'd definitely. say solid years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then he could probably, if he wanted to, he could probably carve out another five after that. But, I mean, good, solid, what he's doing in, now. In ring. Right. What he's doing now off the off the top ropes, springboards, that kind of stuff. Um, doing the different things that he's doing. I mean, that's... I mean, if you want to, you just go be a manager and be work for the next forty years. <laughs> it, yeah, but I mean, yeah, he's he's good on the mic. He's good on the mic. But I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, I, one of the other things that I absolutely loved was Fortune. I absolutely loved Fortune. I thought it was a fantastic um, stable. I thought they brought all those real friends together. Mm. You know, Daniel Styles, Frankie Kazarian. Uh, Beer Money, which is another great tag team that we absolutely love. Um, yep. But you brought all those guys together and had that one group, and it was it was basically a modern look at the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Because they had Ric Flair in that J.J. Dillon role. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that was that was awesome. It was fantastic. It was great what they were doing at that time. Yeah. Another thing I think people overlook at overlook when it comes to TNA in that time period was the uh, uh, knockouts division. Yes, absolutely. Because female wrestling, yeah, in TNA, yeah, was leaps and bounds ahead of anything else in every other company. Oh, absolutely. They had characters. They had you know they like, had a it, move set. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. It's because of what those right people did today. Mm-hmm. That's why you have you know women main eventing like WrestleMania and all that stuff. Right. It's because like of all the work they put in in TNA and those knockers and, and that stuff is really pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. The first one that comes to my mom is Gail Kim. Oh yeah. Her and Awesome Kong Yes. Were great, fantastic matches. And Victoria. Really put those put that yeah in the like mainstream, in the eyes of people to actually see. Right. You know, as like a legitimate you know, form of yeah. wrestling. Madison Rain, all of them. Like yeah. they were unbelievable. They, you could actually watch them for the, the wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they actually could move in the ring, know what they were doing, what they're doing, and they're still that way. Yeah. Their division now in Jordan Grace, unbelievable. Oh yeah. She could go. I you could plug her in into WWE's division, guarantee she'd be a star. Oh yeah. Like just like I said, that 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 knockout division mm-hmm. leaps and bounds of anything else, and it took WWE years yeah. to get to that point. Well, Gail Kim even said it in an interview. She said, "I hate to put it this way, but I came here to wrestle." She said, "I went to WWE for a paycheck." Yeah. She's like, and when my money was running out, I went back to WWE 
and then I came back to TNA because I knew I could wrestle here. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because they wouldn't let him do that, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me. But, I mean, but yeah, that's that's a good point. And then they had the they had the tag team belts, too. Yeah. They were one of the first ones to do that. Mm-hmm. Run a tag team division inside the, yeah. the female ranks, which mm-hmm. is unbelievable. It's one of those things, I mean... <laughs> I don't know, there's there's a lot like we said there's a lot of good stuff there's a lot of bad stuff but that's for you and, guys to to yeah, figure in, out in a 20 year period it's really amazing this company's still standing <laughs> yeah i mean they were they were not supposed to go they were supposed to go maybe a, they they gave them a couple months yeah. they're like okay they'll be dead within a year 20 years later they're still hanging on yeah i, I will say though they're probably not in the greatest shape no but they're they're still there. Mm-hmm. You know what like, I mean? There is like today. Today is a to, in this day and age, it is a one of the best opportunities to be a wrestling fan because there's so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is, like, if you don't like this promotion, you'll watch another promotion. If you don't like that promotion, you'll watch another one. You know, there's just so much and a lot of competition. Yeah. And like I said, TNA Impact, whatever you want to call it. Still holding on there. I think they're still doing the best they can with, with what the, they have. Yeah, because you've got other companies. You know, um, WWE is still right huge as ever, and AEW is on the rise, and everyone's watching that and stuff like right. that. But well, even even they were doing cross promotion stuff. Yes, which I liked. Yeah. I don't know why they stopped doing that. I don't know. I liked cross. I I I like cross promotion. Stuff. Yeah, it reminds me of the old um, territorial days. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, we've got our top guy. Right. We'll go put it against your top guy. Right. He'll come over here and fight. Yeah. Lose, he'll go over there and fight. It was weird, win. like, turning it on and seeing Kenny Omega, like, every yeah. once in a You know what I mean? Like, walk out with the belts and stuff and, you that's know. When, that's when he was the belt collector and he just had everything. <laughs> well, speaking of belt collectors, there's another gentleman that we, we kind of grew up, Austin Aries. Yeah. Unbelievable talent. The one that created Option C. Yeah. Option C was awesome. Feast or Fire was fantastic. Some of those match concepts that they had were just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I thought Feast or Fire was sweet. I thought that was a cool idea. You never knew what was going to happen. You didn't know who was going to get what. You know, different things happened. I thought that was awesome. Another thing with TNA is just... Just the amount of characters that went through there. Shark Boy? Shark Boy. <laughs> Shark Boy, Abyss, you know. Just... Wrestling doesn't always have to be serious. Right. You know, part of the fun of wrestling is it's goofy. You know, yeah. it's it's downright stupid sometimes, but we enjoy it. Yeah. We enjoy it for that, you know. Right. No, I mean, the whole, you know, some of the stuff that they were doing was, was comical. Like the... That whole stuff. Joker Sting was fantastic. Yeah. I mean him and him up in the top of Hogan's uh office was hysterical. He's up there singing and stuff and we're just <laughs> And he's even come on record and said like that he really enjoyed doing that. Yeah, he loved the Joker Sting because it was it was different. It was mm-hmm. different than anything that he was doing or anything that he has done. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the things that just made it different. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny, too, because, like, between those companies, like, TNA, like, did something, and WWE's like, okay, let's do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. WWE's done something, and 
TNA is like, okay, well, you know, let, let's try this, let's do this. You know, WWE came up with the Elimination Chamber. And what does AEW, or AEW, TNA do? They come up with the Asylum. Yeah. Those matches were awesome. And that was, you put all those guys in there, and they had to climb to the top and get out. Like, that's just unbelievable. And you threw all those X Division stars in there. Yeah. And they're just flying around. And, and, and the, the, like, the the X-Division matches they had? The Ultimate X, yeah. yeah. the Ultimate X one. Those ones are insane. Oh, yeah. Like, those... It's, it's just unreal. Yeah, I mean, that was that was one of the things... That was one of the things that we could not wait to play when we bought the video game, was yeah. the Ultimate X matches. That game was definitely ahead of its time. It had some tweaks and things with it. The controls are a little goofy, but, like... They, they had, what, like, two games they, they ended up coming out with? <sighs> I'm not sure. I, I, I knew the one. Two. I think it was two. They had I know they had the one. And the one was the only game that you could springboard off the ropes and hit moves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you had the, they actually had the Ultimate X where you could jump up, you know, go across and mm-hmm. do things. And it kind of elevated wrestling video games because then WWE was like, okay, well, let's put this person in here. Let's do this. Let's get them to springboard. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then you were able to do all that. Um, the, uh, the story mode was cool. You were suicide. Yeah, I was about to say you, you get to play suicide. Suicide came out to be a character, which was kind of different. And he yeah, was, he was he was created for the game and then went on to be an actual person in a suit. Right. And he went through what, like five or six guys. Yeah. Um. It was. Was this supposed to be like Daniels? It was Daniels. It was Kazarian, and then Austin Aries did it for a while, and then Austin Aries actually did it. To as a storyline to get option C, which was awesome, and I just it was so cool. That was one of those things that you're just like, man, like that was a good concept. I like that with the whole turning in the X Division title and then getting a a title shot. The Bound for Glory series was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic. The point system, like it made matches matter, like week to week matches mattered and you watched them and you were like okay who's you know who's moving this who's moving there who's got enough points who's gonna go in who's getting a title shot yeah, you that know what I mean? makes it really involved especially the crowd like you want to follow along and right like you see other thing that wwe gets blamed for a lot is like 50 50 booking and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that and you know wins and losses don't matter right or at least it doesn't feel like that right i do one thing with AEW, I do like that they actually have like an actual like how they have the records at the, the bottom. Yeah, thing. yeah, I actually do really like that because it shows like yeah. what they actually do. Yeah, not hey, this person's lost like the last fifteen matches or right thirty matches or whatever. And, you know, like and I think it just adds like a legitimacy to it. That's why I said I I love the Bound for Glory series because. Matches did matter. It was a point system. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you, depending if you had a tag team match, then, hey, you and your partner got so many points, you know. But whoever got the pinfall got more. So you looked at it, and, okay, who's going to get the pinfall? And then you would have them pull the other one off. And you know what I mean? It added to the drama. It added to the suspense of, of everything. I thought it was an awesome concept. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't – there are some things that they came up with that I wish they would they would stay with. I wish that company was still the way it was between 06 and, and 13. Yeah. I mean, that, like I said, but you're not going to see that amount of talent anymore. 
you're not gonna see you're gonna you're not gonna see an entire roster like that buy in like they did and yeah. all go. You know what I mean? Like in the fact that they had, you know, when Dixie Carter first came in, you know, she she was going off of the aid of of Jeff Jarrett, which was awesome. And then after that, they kind of wanted to do their own thing, and that's when Jeff said, "I'm done. I'm off. I went off the board. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's your guys now." So I mean, that's and the the biggest thing was Dixie was letting those talent go because she had to. She couldn't pay them anymore. Yeah. Because these other companies were coming for him that had bigger bank accounts. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And then there was the guys going, "Okay, well, I'm going to go on the indie scene." I'm going to make more money and work less days. Yeah. You know, the old WCW adage, I'm going to work less days and make more money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, you go over and those guys could do, you know, three events in Japan, come back over and do six indie shows and be done, be and, done. Make as, and make as much as they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what Styles said. He said he made more money doing that than anything else. Oh, yeah. And there are some guys that are still doing that, you know, because they don't want to be, you know – they don't care about that guaranteed money. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... If you're not worried about the guaranteed money, you just go out and, and make as much as you want. You can guys, make as many, you know. A lot you, of guys are just going into business for themselves and right, feeling right. constrained to a contract, you know. Right. No, I mean, I, I fully agree. I mean, that's just one of those things that it's... you got to look out for your, your well-being and everything else, and they just... They didn't want to do that. Oh, yeah, no. Like... Wrestling is a hard business. Right. Like, it is. You are traveling all the time. It's hard on the body. Everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a tough mistress, but yeah. we we love it. We've watched it our entire lives, and that's that's why we we do what we do, and we yeah. continue to watch it. And... I mean, even, like, even taking bumps <laughs> is painful. Oh, yeah. It's it's <laughs> awful. I mean, I, I got a couple... I have a couple of friends that are in the indie scene, and they're just like, it's it's terrible. Oh, like, I bet. Like, <laughs> I'm sure after years and years of doing it, yeah, you kind of used to it, but some of that stuff probably like it still hurts. Oh yeah, I mean that's yeah, I mean you can you can take all the bumps you want. I mean, but it's it's still not gonna feel the greatest. No, it's not a soft mat. Unfortunately, it's no, it's more like a pillow on a concrete floor. <laughs> like. <laughs> So I just, just craziness. But guys, this has been a this has been a fun episode, David. It's been great, you know, hanging out and being able to to talk with you. And we've been trying to, to do this for a couple of days since we've been on vacation together, and it's mm-hmm. absolutely great to see you. And we're going to continue to do more episodes. Um, we're going to come up with more more topics. We're going to do some different things. Um, we tried to do like a a week to week thing, and it just really wasn't working with our schedules or anything. So we're still going to do our pay-per-view breakdown like we've done in the past um we'll probably do it as a reaction show after um after the fact and then we'll just start doing um we'll just start doing different subjects different things um like we were doing before you know those factions talking about the undertaker streak stuff like that um if you guys want to want to talk about anything or want us to talk about anything or any ideas that you guys have go ahead and hit us up on social media we're on um on Facebook and on Instagram, both um, talking to Smission Podcast. Just shoot us a message. Let us know. We're all years. We'll talk about pretty much anything in the business. Um, we've done a good bit of research. I feel like. 
Yeah, I feel like we uh, could. I think we've got a good, good amount of experience, you know, watching it for as long as we've had, and actually like really just understanding the, the sport and everything that goes along with that. Yeah, I fully agree. Well, David, thank you for you know hanging out and getting back on here, and this is this has been a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, we will catch you on the next one.